a good Monday, June 26th to everyone. Hope everybody's doing well. What's on the docket today? Right, the Senate revealed late last week, I think, their, uh, their version of the American Health Care Act. There's some good things about it that I like. I mean, it purports to reduce the national deficit by more than $100 million over the next 10 years. It will eliminate several of the most uh, troublesome mandates of the Affordable Care Act. And it should reduce the uh, premiums for the healthiest Americans. It's all good stuff. Now on with the bad. It's going to achieve that more than a hundred million dollar deficit reduction with 700 million dollars in tax breaks that mostly affect the top 10% in the United States. So it's a pretty damn big paycheck for the richest people in America. And I don't know how to feel about that. Some of the mandates that they're eliminating are the ones that keep healthier people in the insurance market, which helps reduce premiums because healthy people don't use insurance as much. Therefore, their overpayment, so to speak, helps drive down the cost of everybody's insurance overall because insurance companies don't feel that uh, their business model or their profits are threatened when they have plenty of people who are paying a lot and using a little. Makes sense. So if you take those people out of the market, you're left with far sicker people who use a lot more of what they spend. So if you drive healthy people out of the market, that increases premiums for everyone including the sickest, and that will raise, that raises premiums for everyone, especially for the sickest, which will cause sick people to leave the market, which will raise premiums in turn. The less reason you give healthy people to enter and stay in the market, the more expensive the market is going to be, and, and the more inaccessible health insurance will be. Now, I'm kind of torn on all this because I'm all for fiscal responsibility. I, I think a country should only run enough deficit to maintain their credibility, their credit in the world market. The Congressional Budget Office will score it soon, and prognosticators are saying that it will probably still end up eliminating about 20 million people from the market. What is that going to do? The fewer people on the market, the higher the premiums. Prognosticators are also saying that premiums will come down for healthy people, go up for sick people, but overall will make everything more expensive for everyone because there will be fewer people buying insurance. But it doesn't really feel like a fair trade to me 
to reduce the burden on the richest Americans in order to increase the burden on the poorest and sickest Americans. That seems backward. And yet I admire their attempts at fiscal responsibility. So torn. In lighter news, I think I'm developing a theory about free-to-play games. You ever notice that free-to-play game makers put a shit ton of effort into creating sustainable in-game economies? You know, with loot crates or something like them. Skins, weapons, items, etc. And there's always two and sometimes three different currencies. One of which, one or more of which, will be earned in-game. The other you can only get by purchasing with real money. And all those items, loot crates, skins, etc. They'll all be divided between what can be purchased with earned currency, what must be purchased with real money currency, and the, 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 the small number of items that can be done with either one. It gets crazy convoluted, but what some of them, what many of them seem to miss is that in order to have a viable in-game economy, you must first establish what I'm calling an economy of effort and engagement, or E3. You have to give players a reason to engage, to play. You also have to give them reason to want to put in the effort to grind for the currencies. Think of it this way. One of the many reasons that people pay for League of Legends junk is because competition drives the players to grind for the characters, and the new characters drive... They drive the want of personalization through the purchase of skins and stuff like that. They have a cycle. New character. What? I'm gonna play, because I love the competition. Oh, there's a new character. Let me see if I can be using... You know, there's the competition effect right there. What if I could use this character and be even better? But now I know, oh, shoot, I've got this character, but he looks like everyone else, so I better get the skins to make him look cool. And oh my gosh, oh, I'm competing. Oh, there's a new character. Oh, I could use him. So they grind for that character to get the in-game currency to purchase him. They feel like they're doing something good with the character, so that drives them to the moneyed currency that purchases the skins, etc., etc. It's a circle. It's a cycle. At least it might be a fucking figure eight. It might be something more convoluted than that. But it's still cyclical. You have to have players in order to sustain a viable economy. And in order to have players, you must have an economy of engagement and effort. Economy of engagement to get the players to exert the effort to sustain the moneyed economy. See what I'm saying? I haven't fully thought it through, but I thought I'd just throw it at you today. Enjoy your day, and don't miss Monday Night Live tonight.